Week one is almost here, and I don't know if I've ever been any more excited for a sport to resume. How about you, Mozzie? Oh, my God, I can't wait. It's like all I've been thinking about the past few days. I know I might not get the whole season. I don't care. If I get If I only get Houston and Kansas City, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, just one game. Like, we just need our fix. It's like the Dave Chappelle skit. Like, y'all got any of that football? Like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I cannot wait. Oh, and it's such a good potential game too. Yeah, I think this is a great leadoff game. A nice rematch from their uh, their playoff matchup where Houston just blew such a lead. Oh my goodness. And um 24 nothing, right? Yeah, it was it was rough to for for any Houston fan to watch that comeback. Um cuz they they pulled they pulled out that victory against the Bills with the Josh Allen just disaster moment, and then Mahomes ran train on them. So, yup, they get. They I get called their... it too, though. I remember I was very adamant that uh, the Chiefs' defense was just making mistakes, and that their offense could sort score so quickly that they would win. They yeah, I'm so happy. I made us. I made a lot of money on that. I did a yeah, nice little a lot line, line bet. Yeah, there, there's very no confident. lead that's like too much for the Chiefs. Like an iteration of the Chiefs to come back from. It was still the like the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's disgusting how quickly they can come back. So we'll just kind of lead off with this Thursday night matchup. I think it's going to be a great game. Right now the Chiefs are nine point favorites, which I think we both kind of feel might be a little overzealous. Like it's definitely readable for sure because the Chiefs are are stacked. But mm-hmm. I think the I think that Deshaun Watson mainly is getting a little disrespected by the spread. That's what I'm saying. I'm like I'm on board with now. It's like watson's turn to get mvp that this is his season mm-hmm. um i totally think this could like houston could win this game i am picking the chiefs because i'm not gonna you know go against the house like that <laughs> but this is definitely a game houston could win deshaun watson his receiving core isn't really bad by any means right because they lost DeAndre Hopkins, everyone thinks they're going to be terrible, but they have Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller yeah. and Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb, and they're all healthy right now. Yeah, that's the, the big part. thing. Everyone's healthy. Like David Johnson, as far as we know, healthy. Like everyone's good to go to start. So at the moment, they have a really good receiving core because like people kind of, again, disrespect Brandon Cooks. And um, uh, Prashad Breland, the Chiefs' starting corner, is also going to be missing, I think, four games. Okay. So, so he is out this week, and uh, their other dude, I don't know if he's played a snap. One of them has. He played last year, but mm-hmm. one I don't think has. Gotcha. So as far as our, our classic, you know, bangers and mash, I I think almost everyone kind of profiles as a banger. There's no one I'm really, like, <laughs> down on. Um, I guess one of the right. big things is, you know, Fuller or Cooks as far as those two. Where do you lean on that? Oh, this is a Fuller game for me. He's healthy, and when he's been healthy, he has been targeted so much mm-hmm. uh, by Deshaun Watson. Like, it, it, he can miss the entire first half of the season, but the game he comes back, he still gets, like, 9, 10 targets. Yeah, and um, there's also the, the chemistry. Yeah, like, we're talking about, like, cons- like team, like, continuity. Right, that will be a big thing. Yeah, both yeah. these teams are up near the top of that, too. Like, there's this ESPN article that kind of ranks continuity. These teams are both, like, I think both top six. And so, but the chemistry that watching the Fuller have is obviously undeniable, and that's gonna gonna be the boon for him over Cooks in this game. I agree. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. Start Mahomes. Start Reek. Uh, Watson. I think Fuller. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think Cooks will be like 
bad for any reason. I think Cooks will be fine. Yeah, they should both get a fair amount of targets. Um, the running, both the running backs are fine, like Clyde and David Johnson. I was thinking about this because I think it's a high-scoring game, right? Mm-hmm. Which lends to a lot of throwing. I still think both of them, both of those running backs, excel in that area. So I think they're both fine. Yeah. The my biggest issue is like I know he's never had a David Johnson, which I guess he's had New Johnson last year, but oh, yeah. the NFL Deshaun <laughs> Watson on the Texans that hasn't really been a like running back pass catching, you know, fountain or anything. Right. And we've seen David Johnson do that and Mm -hmm. be very good at it. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like, kind of which way does it tip? Like, does he throw the running back more? I mean, maybe David Johnson goes out in the slot. I don't know. If you, if you told me pick one starter, you're maybe not as high on, I would maybe leave David Johnson personally, just because like, I don't know what his role is going to be like, or how they're going to use him exactly. But it's not, I, I still think he's a fine play this week just because, like you said, the nature of the game. You should catch a lot of passes and there's a lot of scoring opportunities. Right. I was thinking, like, both him and CEH have had almost the same amount of time, like, with their team. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of practice and chemistry and whatnot. So I think both of them need a little time to get integrated. Um, but I fully expect CEH to be fantasy relevant week one in, like, every mm-hmm. capacity. Yeah, and then... Going down a little bit of the depth chart, um, Randall Cobb, someone I've kind of championed a little bit in the, going into the, into the season because he's getting us <laughs> overlooked. Because I, I guess him and Stills will split some time, but Cobb was like, didn't he get like nine? Like we, we were laughing about how many yards he got last season. It didn't make any sense, but it made he, no sense. Yeah, he could be like a really random like touchdown hog, which would be hilarious. And I mean, I can totally see that. He's only what thirty? Didn't we find that yeah, out? Like Twenty nine, only... yeah, because he came in super young. Like, that's absurd. I've been talking about him for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um... He's two years older than me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's funny. And then... Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm Cobb over Stills, I think, if you're telling me, like, pick one here. And then... If I'm picking... I would be, too, unless, like, Fuller gets injured, in which case... Then, then let's then not, let's Stills. not discuss that for now. <laughs> um. And then if we're if we're talking Mikol or Sammy, I'm on I'm on Mikol just because I think he's he's their future more so than Sammy is. I think they want to get him in more this year. I think this is a great time week one and to get Mikol going. Maybe I I could also see this being Sammy Watkins like one of five games. The classic Sammy Watkins week one blow up. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like Houston secondary is anything to write home about. Also true. Or um, just to write about. I didn't even write yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we, we haven't mentioned Kelsey, but he's, of course, fine. Yeah. yeah. He, more than, more <laughs> than fine, I should say. Yeah, he's great. He's Travis Kelsey. Oh, he's um, fine. As far as kickers go, I think either kicker is a good pick. I don't even know who their kickers are right now. I'm oh, it's Kaimi and Butker, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they both should get opportunities. Unless they're just so efficient at scoring that it doesn't matter. Yeah, but they'll still get you know seven extra points. Yeah, the classic Butker. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, he's had a couple fine. of those. It's funny, and then um, because they're both good kickers too. And then if I could see a realm in which Kansas City's defense makes sense, because their defense did pick it up at the end of last year. The Houston line, it was it got better, but they've known to be suspect. And Watson does take a lot of sacks just because of how he plays. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't love it, but like it's not the worst option. 
I, I'm probably off of it. Yeah, it's it's a very like risky thing. It's either a, you're you're screwed and have no options really, or you're trying to get wild and um, like showdown slate for DFS. Right. But I, I'm excited for this Thursday night game. I've been waiting for this for so long. I cannot wait to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Uh, probably not even like get up from where I'm seated during the entire process of the game. <laughs> I can see that happening. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I have like food ready. Three and a half hours. Yeah, right. Food ready beforehand. Only only pee at halftime. <laughs> but um, gotta go fast. <laughs> call me Sanic. Anyway. Um, <laughs> on to uh, Sunday, we start with just a real, just mm, tasty game in Chicago, Detroit. Oh, yum! Um, <laughs> so that we one just killed me. Yeah, we both got Detroit here in this gross division showdown. Um, yes. So I, I like Tariq Cohen a lot for especially PPR because apparently, um, and probably just in general, honestly. But David Montgomery, I don't think he's expected to be ready for Week One. So right. That you know. That is, no that I've heard the same. Um, I don't know who their starting running back technically, like aside from Tariq, is. Like, is it Quarter L. Patterson? Like, I don't know. Apparently, he's listed as a running back. Yeah, which I makes sense. He's like he's like a five he's like a five running back, which is hilarious. But yeah, I think he's just really tall. Yeah, like he's a really good open field runner. That's why he's such a good returner. But he like he's not. A good wide receiver. So anyway, I'm not going to play him, but I like Tariq Cohen a lot, especially PPR. And then other side, we were texting about this, that the um, Detroit Lions should have a really good passing game um, yes. this, this time around just because the Bears are employing Buster Screen. Um, yep. I don't, they're not going to be really any threat to him, to the Lions, I think, scoring-wise. <laughs> like, they're not going to, like, be put in positions where they, like, have to air it out in the in the – Bears can like pin their ears back or anything like they're gonna be able to run, run the office the way they want to but in terms of run um Detroit's gonna lack that as always but especially more so apparently Swift's been hurt they signed AP that was kind of one of the big news things of this past week um AP getting cut and then going to um the Lions uh, I guess it, that, that's they pretty much stated that's that's an indictment on um Swift because he's, he's been hurt so he's not had time to like get integrated really so i'm staying away from the running game entirely entirely plus that is definitely the best part of chicago's defense um akeem hicks is back he missed the entire year last year and he's a he's great in the yeah. run game so they get him back and uh i mean their their defense is good they have khalil mack they have roquan smith their linebackers are great you know robert quinn and danny trevathan is oh my god it's just that you hit their secondary and it's definitely a weak point mm-hmm. and Kenny Galladay, Matt Stafford, they should be able to totally exploit that. Yeah, we, we've got Maddie as a stream. And the only bear besides Cohen I want to play at all is A-Rob, just because he's far and away their like best weapon. Really yeah, no, he's a, he's a really good receiver. Yeah, he's so good, man. I hope he gets like a real quarterback at some point. One day. Eventually. And then um, Detroit's defense thinks a good play here, just because um, it's Trubisky. <laughs> we need to say more yeah um as far as like we kind of like put like takeaway narratives for each time i think ryan pace and Nagy kind of realize how bad their quarterback situation is when they struggle against the lions yeah i mean Trubisky's starting yep he's the starter um 
Yeah, this game is a lot easier to bench him for Foles yeah. than it is to bench Foles for Trubisky. Exactly. It's going to, yeah, that would be not good. Still can't believe they traded for him. But, um, so yeah, right now Detroit's a three-point favorite, and it's like a 44-and-a-half over-under. So, gross game. Yeah, I don't expect it to be super high scoring. Yeah, we're going to this from the Thursday night game, which was 54-and-a-half over-under. It's just, like, so different. It's funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, pretty gross game fantasy-wise. For the most part, I'm out, aside from the couple guys we mentioned. Yeah, like your your home run hitters, yeah, and then that's that's it. Yeah, I, I love Tariq, like, Tariq Cohen for, like, PPR, like, like on DraftKings this week makes so much sense. Which I really like that. Um for a couple of reasons and the, I guess like just from a depth chart basis, I think the lions weakest part of their defense is their linebackers like a few other teams, but that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. for Tariq Cohen. Yeah. To get I, some work. I think he's going to end up chalky on DK. Like everyone's going to play, but I think it's, I, I think he's a good play. I'm looking up Tariq Cohen against the lions. Trubisky um, likes going. Yeah. I mean like he's going to have to like, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, he's gotten some... So, last year, they didn't use him as much, but, like, in 2017 and 18, he got, like, a lot of targets against Detroit, which makes sense. Last year was just a fucking mess, but I, I think they have to use him this game. But they got literally one other option. Yeah. But, um, yeah, moving on to Cleveland at Baltimore. We both have Baltimore. Um, right now, they're eight-point favorites. It's a 48-and-a-half over-under. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably right, because, like, it sounds gross, but it's, I mean, just, like, a little more than a touchdown, so... I think I think this is a good game. Like we were kind of discussing this. Like you were like you're like I don't think they blow them out, do they? I'm like I don't I don't think so. Like no, I think Cleveland's competitive in this game. Yeah, and shows like a sign of life. Yeah, it's tough because Baltimore's really good, and we were kind of struggling to pick someone from Cleveland that we like liked. Because right. I'm, I'm like, there's no one, like I don't like hate them, but I don't like I'm not really like in love with any of the options, just because like Baltimore probably wins. And, you know, like right. Lamar does his thing. We like Mandrews a lot this week. Um, Definitely. Because of the strengths of the Browns, like, got strong, like, secondary, especially safety play, which one of the things I mentioned, like, right before we started was, like, strong safety play makes me kind of worry about deep threats just because you, you, what you, when you have a deep threat, you want to rely on a safety getting burnt or blowing a coverage. That's how you really nail those, like, big play weeks mm-hmm. for a deep threat. And then, um, yeah, the, the the middle of the field is where they're weakest for sure. So managers make yeah, sense. Yeah, they have the worst linebacking core I've ever seen. Yeah, it's bad. Like front four, good. You know, secondary solid. Like in between, it's like a <laughs> it's like a shit sandwich basically. But, <laughs> right. It's but, like, like a reverse I'll, Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I guess a regular Oreo. Yeah, to the soft <laughs> that like the middle's mushy, like you're soft. <laughs> like, you, it's the part you attack first, right? Right. <laughs> And then, um, I, I, it's tough because I, Ingram makes a lot of sense as a good play, but I'm not sure how much they get Dobbins involved right away. So like, cause Harbaugh himself said Dobbins is going to have a significant role. And so I have Dobbins as a streamer. Honestly, I, I think Ingram slash Dobbins is how I should have it just because this team is, has a really strong running game consistently and they should both get opportunities. So like the, either of them could pop off ingram is more likely just because he is the incumbent currently yeah i, I definitely like ingram week one more mm-hmm. um not to say that dobbins won't steal the job but it is it is week one yeah exactly 
But yeah, man, I think uh, I think Cleveland like shows the league that they're alive. Yeah. So <laughs> this week. Yeah, and Chubb will be one of the reasons. He's kind of our like favorite option mm-hmm. of this group because um, one they had one game last year where they beat Baltimore and Chubb just went nuts for like basically two hundred and two hundred yards, three touchdowns more, or three like, touchdowns, like one sixty-five yards. I don't know. He, he it was like one fifty-six or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, over over one hundred fifty rushing yards, which is absurd. <laughs> so, um, and this team's got an approved offensive line. Um, the 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 only you know trepidation I have on their offensive line to start is is that to start is the cohesion is a little lacking just because there's some new pieces. A lot of new pieces. But I think they will come together because th- th- there's enough talent there, and then the scheme I think will help a lot. We've talked about this a ton, but uh, Stefanski coming over and implementing the basically, like I said, I said Baker is Kirk Cousins more or less. I, I don't think that's an unfair comparison. Right? Yeah. No. And like, kind of run the offense through your running game through mm-hmm. Chubb and make it. And Hunt honestly might too. Do it. Hunt honestly might get some playing time too. Yeah. Like honestly, he's an okay stream. I probably like. I don't. I don't. I have no clue how much run and like how much will be on the field like honestly some two running back sets might make sense for them mm-hmm. but i said i just have no clue how he's gonna be with this offense right now but like i said he's not like a bad play by any means so you can probably put him in stream mm-hmm. probably more so ppr is how i feel with him for sure and then lastly we feel we were we were both like like austin hooper i guess <laughs> yeah it kind of makes sense right that's yeah that's like the Weakest spot, I think, to tap the Ravens right now. Aside from maybe like, if you have a strong like run game, but if if Baker is, is like trying to, you know, escape pressure, Hooper makes a lot of sense. It's like they cut Tony Jefferson, they cut Earl Thomas. Their safeties are Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. So that's a weakness, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, yeah, Hooper makes a lot of sense thinking about it because I I don't feel great about either receiver, so. I thought it was <clears throat> Landry, right? Mm-hmm. Landry that kind of did okay against Baltimore. I can check. Last year. Come here, Jarvis. How'd you do? That sounds right. Um, oh, yeah. Week four, he had eight for 167. And then in week 16, he set for 74. So, D, I mean, he's definitely PPR streamable then, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I feel like Jarvis will be consistently PPR. Like, not to directly compare it too much, but he's the feel, and I think, and then Odell's the digs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Chubb's the Basically. cook. Like, <laughs> so, I don't, like, hate either of them. Like, I, I guess Lee and Landry, but <clears throat> neither of them, like, excites me just because I don't know. What's the overall on this game? 48? That sounds right. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, if the Browns get three touchdowns, like, that's about right. I don't know if anyone really crazy overperforms maybe a field goal yeah 24 28 kind of thing yeah i'm not really interested in either defense to be honest like i think i read baltimore like possibly but i don't think cleveland's gonna provide a lot of like point opportunities for the opposing defense mm-hmm. and obviously baltimore you know is never a good target for that right but th- this game's gonna kind of show like oh the afc north is pretty good <laughs> <coughs> this is a scary division i think yeah, because like we said, even even the Bengals who are going to be not good record wise won't be a like total pushover. 
But um, moving on to Green Bay at Minnesota. So this is our first disagreement we've got on the uh, picks, which I think this is one of the tougher ones to pick. It's um, you know, in division game, close teams. So I've got Minnesota. You've got Green Bay. Uh, why, yeah. why do you like Why do you like Green Bay here over Minnesota? Ultimately, I think their defense is better. Um, they're stronger in the secondary by a lot. They improved their run game in the off season. I the biggest thing though is that I think Minnesota's secondary is bad, mm-hmm. and when Rogers beats his division opponents all the time. It's not it's not something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bad secondary versus Aaron Rodgers, like as long as Devontae Adams and Jones are out there doing work, and uh, I think they're fine. Uh, I, like I still don't think Green Bay's as good as last year. Or in general, no, they got lucky last year. Yeah, right. I, I still, uh, I'm still going to take the Packers. Gotcha. Is Hestalva Cook practicing? I thought he was. Yeah, like I haven't. I, I assume he's playing week one, right? Like <laughs> everything I've read says he is. Yeah, because I'm like, I was thinking through it. I'm like, Green Bay didn't improve their run defense at all, right? Like <laughs> it did a little bit. It's not bad. Who do they like, add? Let me pull up their depth chart. Oh, they got Kenny Clark, um, and they signed Christian Kirksey from Cleveland, who is one of their better linebackers. Gotcha, that's yeah. why uh, – that's one of the reasons the Browns don't have any linebackers. <laughs> um, they still have Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith at the other side. And then their secondary, it's Jair Alexander, Kevin King. They have Adrian Amos at strong safety, which helps the run, and uh, Darnell Savage at free safety. Like I like, their, I like their defense as a whole a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I just like, they need another receiver, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, say hello to the other side of the ball, Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, like, because I mean, Justin Jefferson is good, but he's still a rookie. I mean, right. I guess Rogers is kind of probably wishing he had Justin Jefferson, but yeah, I the Minnesota line is like pretty like middle of the road, um, mm-hmm. but they're I mean they're a really good run blocking unit. That's kind of what they were designed to be. Um, Riley Reefer adjusted his contract, right? So he'll be he'll be playing. Um, and then, yeah, it's really just I think the run game is still strong enough to outmatch the um, Packers' run. Even though they did make some additions, it is a like it is and they are new additions in this weird offseason. I don't know how much it's going to mesh right away. <clears throat> but I, I'm not like strongly leaning either way. Like it's just kind of like a, I don't know if it's like a shit's like a gut feeling, but like. Right. So what do you have the over-under at? 46? Because Minnesota's favored by three, but I feel like 46 may even be high. Like, you could you totally see this game just being like a 17-14 game? No. Really? Yeah, uh, I think Rodgers always gets at least 20, pretty much. Except for week one last year, right? <laughs> but, like, I just, literally, there's like, four guys who are going to do stuff this game. Like, right. Thiel- it is very concentrated. Yeah. So like our bangers, like I, I've got Thielen cook Devante. And then I, you could probably put Aaron Jones in there. Like, but literally everyone else is a match. I think you could maybe streamer, but like, I don't feel good about anyone else. Yeah. Not yet. <clears throat> I would say not yet. The same with like Sternberger. Like you, like he, <laughs> we don't, we just don't know yet. No, yeah. I don't. Roger never uses tight ends ever. So, yeah. <laughs> As far as defenses go, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I think Green Bay's defense is more likely to have a good game, but neither defense, like, neither offense gives the other defense a lot of opportunity to rack up points. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> I would rather have Green Bay's. Yeah. But I still think, like, you could do either and be yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if it's either or neither. Like, I'm so, like, torn on how I feel about that because, like, <laughs> I don't think either team blows, like, the roof off of the game. But I don't. Like the Minnesota offense is it like, this iterate like it's not a turnover heavy offense and then Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn it over so right like I don't think either defense is like a high ceiling option I agree but yes. I guess it's just like how much of an impact is Petty Rodgers like <laughs> that's the thing like I feel like I'm underestimating Petty Rodgers I definitely that's definitely motivating me towards Green Bay I'm not gonna lie like he just wants to fucking go off <laughs> yeah, I I may switch back, but like my one the Minnesota weakness is the secondary, but they've got Devontae to take advantage and that's kinda it. Right. And I also definitely think Mike Simmer's a better coach. Yeah. Which I usually don't bet against the coach that I think is significantly better. Yeah, because we 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 have a lot of doubts about Matt LaFleur, but Right. Yeah, luckily this game is like easy to predict fantasy wise. There's four guys. <laughs> like so that's that's a thing worth noting at least for dfs like if you want to stack a game like if you're running like if you're doing you know like mme and you want to get some game text in that this one makes a lot of sense to do just because you know how to stack it I, yeah i get what you mean it's like a steel and cook Devonte and probably jones <laughs> yeah like it's even like because i talk about atlanta being concentrated this is even more like the, like aaron Rodgers will also be fine and kirk cousins will probably be fine too yeah i mean I'd rather have Rodgers than Cousins. Do you think Devontae is the number one receiver week one? Well, it could it could be Will Fuller, <laughs> to be completely True. honest. It could be Tyreek Hill. I guess of the Sunday games, <laughs> is he the yeah, number one receiver? Sun, he probably. Like, looking, like, he has a really good shot at it. Because he and Thielen, I think I mentioned this previously, but like those, they should be two of the top five in targets in the league, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Hmm. Yeah, Devontae is primed for a very big opening. Game. Yeah, like he's he's a he's a stud. He should ball out. But we've kind of gone in circles in this game a bit. Moving on to India Jacksonville, we both have Indy, of course. Um, yep. So Jacksonville's tanking for Trevor, and the only you know watch for Indy in this game is 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 it nudely Phil or is Rivers like fine for now? Right. Um, so, it's a, it's a it's a legitimate question. We yeah. saw we watched him last year. The arm and it was, was bad. not great. He was yeah. bad last year, like legit. Bad. Um, so for Indy, I feel like you can make a case for literally anyone on Indy. Um, Marlon Mack, I assume draws the start and balls out, but we that you can make a case that you know Jonathan Taylor gets the whole fourth quarter, and so he can fit under. I've kind of I kind of listed them both together, but I think Mack would be the banger and Jonathan Taylor would be the stream as far as, like, safety risk kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Like, they're each going to get probably get 10 points, at least. <laughs> yeah, like, it's basically where the touchdowns go. Like, I could easily see them running in four total touchdowns. That's true. Um, do you think T.Y. Hilton balls out this game? I mean, the only thing really stopping him is his own offense, right? You yeah, know, like... The, the Jaguars aren't stopping him. No, yeah, that that's the thing. Like, maybe he gets, you know... 10 yard pass from Phil and houses it. <laughs> and that's kind of why like I have I have Campbell as like Paris Campbell as a streamer for that reason. Mm-hmm. Cuz he can do that, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um 
What about Ty Pittman? should be fine? Yeah. Yeah. What about Pittman? I'm not really like feeling him right away. Like, I want. I'm definitely a wait and see on Pittman. Yeah. Although maybe he just falls into the same category as Jonathan Taylor, where it's like, oh, fourth quarter, just go go have fun, rookie. But yeah. The... He's got a good frame. He's like six feet tall, good at getting separation, but he's a rookie. He's got a lot of a lot to learn still. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jacksonville side. So I'm mashing whoever the fuck starts at running back for Jacksonville. Apparently, Rykel Armstead's on the COVID list again, which I was yep. so tilted that that first came out. I was like, I was like, is he being an idiot? Like, but it makes more sense taking back to, you know, John Ross's thing where maybe he left a take care of a family member. But like, I'm not. I'm not sure, like, how you end up on the list twice. Like, <laughs> yep. I think he's the first guy to end up on the list twice, right? I'm uh, somebody else did too. Somebody, I just read another player did, oh. but he was the first. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think I saw that. Or you, you told me someone mentioned him. Someone else getting on twice, but yeah, that's but a, yeah. No, it was, he was the first. Yeah. So that puts a lot of cold water on my rifle Armstead kind of hype because he is a really similar running back to Leonard Fournette. So um, apparently James Robinson might start. The, the Divine Zig was going to work in, but I don't give a flying fuck this week. I'm not into it. Um, <laughs> yep. Stay away. Just, yeah. just don't, don't worry about it. Um, the one running back I would have some interest in would be Chris Thompson in a PPR league because he's back with Jay Gruden and he's healthy right now. So That's fair. That's enough for I me for, to consider I him. I forgetting Jake Gruden is there. Yeah. Which makes it's it's like kind of fun in a way. Because like, I assume he stays around. Like he might be the one guy who stays around after this year. Because, mm-hmm. okay, also I totally forgot they already let Coughlin go. When we, like last time we recorded, I forgot he's already gone. Oh, yeah, no, he was, he's gone. Yeah, but. He was like the worst thing to happen to the Chags. Yeah, so I assume Marone's gone after this year and then they bring someone in. As the head coach of Trevor, I assume they take Trevor Lawrence because I assume they get the number one pick. Um, Maybe they just promote Jay Gruden to head coach. Didn't someone try that already? <laughs> someone did. It was, it was Squanchington. Which, I, to be fair, how much is him, how much is organization, but I think he's he's one of those guys who I think is just a coordinator guy. And then mm-hmm. um, also DJ Chark, I like him this week. I, I like him most weeks. Um just because he's going to be kind of Allen Robinson-esque in the terms of, like, I guess Jags on Robinson of getting all the garbage time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Mitch, you had a good uh, <clears throat> connection with him last year. Yeah, my main thing, like, the my thing to watch from this game that's going to intrigue me, intrigue me most is who's, like, the number two receiver. Is it Didi? Is it Keelan Cole? Is it, you know, is it LaVishka? Like, who kind of is the clear number two is my, like... Is it Chris Conley? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Probably not, so, but, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a, a few options that it could be. Yeah, I hope I'm hoping it's Lucas Chanel because he's so good. But I said I have no clue if it'll matter. But and then, uh, well, yeah, they might you know just be the Jaguars of garbage time again, where they yeah. do have fancy relevant people because they get points when the game doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. It's, it's gonna be so tilting whenever like you're playing someone who has Jags and you think you're like, oh, you're gonna get in the bag. Until the fourth quarter hits, and then yeah. all of a sudden they, they have like twenty points. That's why, like, it's gonna be fun to play like Chark and DFS because like you're gonna be screwed, and then all of a sudden you jump twenty points. <laughs> but and then uh, oh yeah, and also in this game, I like Indy's defense. And yes, who is it? Is it a Terry Southern kicker or no? I think so. 
why is this escaping me? Like, I assumed he was, but I'm like, mm, did, it, did it change? Is he not? He might be gone now, actually. No, I yeah, think no, I remember he did. not right? him, yeah. No, someone else. It's um, a Rodrigo Blankenship, apparently, now. Oh, yeah, because they let him go this offseason. That's right, right? Yeah. So Rodrigo Blankenship is the rookie they drafted. Okay. Blankenship. This is, this is a nice low-pressure uh, start for him. Right. Yeah, go out there and kick. If you miss it, we're going to win. If you make it, we're going to win by three. <laughs> like, this is like, honestly, if I'm a rookie, this is like the dream scenario to start my career, right? Right. I mean, you could still get cut if you just are terrible, but low pressure. Yeah, like this, the lowest pressure I can think of. <laughs> so um, next up, we've got the Raiders, which is going to be we're saying Las Vegas Raiders at the Carolina Panthers. We both have the Raiders winning this game. And Josh Jacobs is my stud of the week. Uh-oh. Um, there we go. Take that banger, load up that wiener, however you want to call it. Um, oh, yeah. Like, so a couple things with this one. So Lynn Bowden getting shipped off makes me feel a little better about his receiving workload because that was kind of one of the knocks kind of going into the year. It was like, oh, the Lynn Bowden pick, they have his running back, but he's apparently was not a good teammate or had off-field issues, whatever it was. They shipped him off to... Um, the Dolphins already was. Who was it for? Was it for Raekwon McMillan? Couldn't tell you. I thought it was for like a pick. Yeah, they, they was like I'm trying to figure it out. Um, because it was like a Canada pick for someone in a pick. It was like a very like minor move. But they yeah. traded a fourth round pick to the Raiders for Lynn Bowden and a sixth round pick. Gotcha. And Raekwon McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. Fun. Oh no! They when they traded Raekwon McMillan, they got a fourth rounder that they just traded to the Raiders. Okay, yeah, bounce bounce to the Dolphins and New Orleans Raiders. That kind of uh, makes me feel a little better about you know Jacobs not getting his password siphoned. Um, this line is one of the better units and like one of the best units in the league. They are they aren't they returning all the starters right? I believe so. Yeah, so like a lot of continuity in the O line. Um, uh, the Panthers' defense has no continuity. We talked about it. They're bringing up like no one. Um, the run defense is probably going to be terrible. The Raiders should handily win this game. Like, there's no reason Jacob shouldn't get a ton of work, ball out. He's healthy now because he was hurt at the end of last year. That's something people kind of like forget about. Like, there's no reason he shouldn't just go fucking bonkers. So, I, I am I biased? Probably, but are like, these these are all good arguments? So, like, I'm just leaning into it with this. No, I'm here for it. Um, I just think the Raiders and as a whole kind of do really well offensively. Yeah, they're only favored by three points. Um, that seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, because I don't think the home field advantage really matters as much right now. Um, also, for those who don't know, Tyra Williams is on IR. That happened recently. Um, yeah. Which, for that reason, I'm also putting Darren Waller as a stud. Uh, he's the one receiver Carr has a former connection with. Mm-hmm. That's enough to give me a boost there. I have to say I'm excited and intrigued by what we might see out of Henry Ruggs. Yeah, so I put Ruggs and Edwards both as streams because they're both, I think, going to be starting, right? Like The Panthers' defense is bad. Yes. But their secondary is really bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Because they did draft Derek Brown. Yeah. He's 
basically a run stop. Yeah, that's that's like the one yeah. part where I was like, maybe I don't like, but I'm like, I don't think Derek Brown is the only like just him is enough reason to not like Jacobs. Like, no, and it won't matter because if they can throw effectively, it'll open it the run game up too. And yeah, their linebackers aren't good. And yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, Rugs and Edder should be on full display. I think like this is a great time for Rugs to take one to the house. I think good time for Edders to get his feet wet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess both the rookies too, and then I, I guess Hunter Renfro will probably be the other third receiver, right? Like Renfro, Rugs, Edwards, and then you know Walmart. and Waller. Yeah, yeah, Jacob yeah. Ben. That's that's what I'm expecting. I mean, maybe maybe Hunter Renfro is someone we should be looking at. I don't know. I mean, I love Hunter Renfro. I have him in Dynasty. I think so. I'm always on the Renfro train. Yeah, I'm... but I I think it's also a lot of like downfield shots too that'll i think it's more on like I, I like i do think rugs takes him to the house i think he has a bomb yeah rugs is the uh, by far most exciting play of him at Rizrin, i think um but on on the other side um obviously mccaffrey's super good i don't see any reason they would like change his workload no i mean he's everything they should run a lot of plays um i expect dj Moore to continue where he left off last year and ball out um the raiders defense is it's taking steps forward, but it's still not good yet. Like they've got talent, but I don't think they're able to, you know, prevent DJ Moore from having a good game per se. Mm-hmm. We like they have pieces that we like. Yeah, they're a very young defense, and young defenses, young defenses and slow defenses are susceptible to yak guys, and DJ Moore's a yak guy. Mm-hmm. So, because like they've got like Clellan and Crosby on the on the line, they've got Jonathan Abram as a safety, which is you know nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, I I had Robbie's a stream, but I'm not super sure about it just because I'm not, you know, too sure how the deep passing game is going to go this week. I mean, of all the receivers after DJ Moore, I guess like in terms of fantasy options for Carolina, I I kind of like Robbie this week, even though I'm not super high on him in like this season. Yeah, I, like I think he's fine there as a stream option. Yeah. Part of me likes him just in the fact of like DFS, where I don't know if anyone is gonna think to play Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. on a team that should I think is gonna run a shitload of plays, and I don't think we'll ever be ahead enough where they don't have to pass a bunch. So right, yeah. But um, all that being said, I think the Raiders' defense is worth a shot this week if you are stuck or want to spend down in in DFS. Because this is a totally new Carolina team that we've not seen. Um, the Raiders, you know, could just be the beneficiary of a rough start for this team, too. So, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not, like, super on board, but if you're desperate, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I do think, like, like, Panthers garbage time is going to be a thing this year. Yeah, oh, for sure. And that's going to, like, ruin a lot of Robbie. defensive starts, yeah. So, yeah, we both have uh, Raiders running away with this one. Uh, moving on to Miami at New England. We both picked New England. Um, although, in my opinion, this game's kind of kind of gross. Kind of gross, right? Yeah, so over-under is only 43. Um, six and a half point uh, spread. New England's favored. So, I there's no one I, like, I really am feeling that great about i guess like maybe i cam's probably going to be fantasy relevant just in his own you know right because he runs enough to be a fantasy relevant quarterback for the most part sure. but um i know you you mentioned james white as a ppr banger or regular stream 
He's the only running back I would like actually start. Yeah, because um, Damian Harris has been put on IR. Well, there's like a different IR this season, so they can bring him back in Dude, after after three weeks, right? Something like that. It's a yeah, it's, a, it's like a weird thing they're adding this year, which makes sense given everything going on. So yeah, he I'll find it, but yeah, pretty sure he's out for the first three weeks. Yeah, it's at least three games. So it's it's, it's kind of like not funny, but in the way that like Sony was out and I was like Damon Harris, Damon Harris, and now he's out. <laughs> so and Sony Michelle's back? Question mark. I yeah, I'm really looking it out right now. I'm like, I, I guess he is it. I don't know, but. It's gross either way, so my my thoughts just kind of don't really go for either of them. Apparently, he got heavy after his surgery, and he's, like, rounding back into shape now, or whatever they said, rounding into form, but it's gross in that situation, and then Cam's going to steal touchdowns from whoever it is, so. Yeah, man, and just keep it himself. Yeah. One of the best out mm-hmm. um, Dolphin side, anyone? Well, okay, so let's – Think of this logically, because I was struggling with this. It's it's going to be Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. um, starting. What kind of game do we think Fitzpatrick has? <laughs> this is where we got to start. Yeah, the, the problem is that we know he's the starter. Right. So my thought is maybe not so Fitzmagic, yeah. more Fitztragic. Yeah. How many Patriots defensive starters opted out, though? That's like my biggest question. So they lost Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower. Yeah, Those are the two sucks. points. However, they still have Stefan Gilmore and the McCourty uh, twins. Yeah. Or brothers, whatever they are. Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, they still have them. And then it's like they still have uh, like Chase Winovich and Lawrence Guy up front. I think he was their draft pick. Yeah, all this to they, say... Like Brandon Copeland is their starting linebacker, and he's not. He was on the Jets, man. Like, he wasn't good. Yeah, so it's definitely not as strong, but the, the secondary is still secondary is still really good. Yeah, which is unfortunately the area where the Dolphins are. You no, know, okay, because yeah. they have Brita and Joho. I don't expect the running. The running game was atrocious last year, and I know that the talent has been upgraded. But I don't think the O line has really been upgraded. So no, not really. <laughs> like it's still trash, right? Yeah, they're still like the worst. Yeah, O-line. they drafted Austin. I think Austin Jackson. Yeah, he's still not. I like he's an unknown. Yeah, they've got the worst O line still. So that worries me against the Pats, regardless of the talent they have or don't have. It's like yeah, Belichick's gonna be that problem. So I'm not really big on anyone. My one stream, I'm gonna say is. Uh, Mike Gusecki, Gusecki, whatever. Um, because if you have him, there's a good chance you waited too long for tight end and have to play him, you cocky bastard. So, <laughs> like, that's a, that's a good, there's a good chance that's the case. But I do like Gusecki this week. I, I in general like Gusecki this year. I don't know how to say his name, mm-hmm. but Mike it's G, Gusecki, I'll say, I think. Gusecki, I'll, just, I'll say Mikey G. Mikey uh, G. I like Mikey G in general this year. He's he improved a lot year one to year two, and I think he could have. He's a, he's a athletic freak too. That's that's actually like one of the big things for tight ends. Like you have to kind of be an athletic freak to be really productive as a pass catching tight end. Yeah, because part, you have always, to use but... your body to block people out. Yeah, that like that's what Calvin Johnson did. If mm-hmm. he got in front of you, you can't catch the ball. He is so massive. Yeah, that's like one of the better indicators for like fantasy tight end relevance. It's like, are you an athletic freak? All right, cool. 
<laughs> then uh, but I like him, like, you know, in general, just because um, Stefan Gilmore is probably going to be, like, all over the yeah. wider <laughs> Although, especially like Devonte Parker, didn't Devonte own him last year? Right? He might have. Yeah, he owned him last year. That's what I thought. That's that was like, like the game that changed the entire scape of the NFL. Yeah, they the beat Dolphins the Pats and then the they Patriots. played the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Dolphins kind of like blew up the Pats, which is hilarious. Does Stefan Gilmore strike you as a guy who messes up twice, though? No, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they uh, switch it and put him on Preston, and then put the other McCourty on. Uh, Parker, right. So yeah, I'm I'm not really big on the Dolphins at all this game, but the main takeaway for me is like, is the Cam era gonna be as fun as I hope? <laughs> um, I hope it is. Not not because I like the Patriots. I just love Cam, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we both love them. And then um, I think New England defense is of course worth a go here, given it's Fitzpatrick and the right. defensive style. Um, next up, we've got uh, another uh, NF, sorry, AFC East uh, divisional battle with uh, the Jets at Buffalo. I've got Buffalo. You got the Jets. Um, we've got no fantasy interest, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I talked about like, like not really having any interest in the Bills, like on our AFC preview. I'm like, they're gonna be a good team, but with no really fantasy predictability. I feel like Diggs probably houses one because that would be a weak area for the Jets. They're sort of deep secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when they had a safety? Nah, yeah, that I remember. What was his name? <laughs> so long ago. Um, honestly, the Bills will probably win this, but it's the first game of the year, so I have to pick the Jets. Um, <laughs> and the Jets have this weird thing. The past few years, they keep winning in Buffalo and losing at home. So, you know what? What the hell? Why not, mm-hmm. right? Probably, it's like an 80-20 shot, you know, for the Bills, but I'm still going to take the 20. Um, yeah, the Buffalo is a 6.5-point favorite. It's a 39.5-point over-under. Lowest over-under of the week. It's very gross, which, to be so- fair, like, the lower over under is like kind of make you like sometimes want to pick the upside more just because there's such low scoring total that one thing can change it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like more likely that something bonkers can go wrong. Is there any like between Zach Moss and Singletary? Do you like either of them? I don't know. It's it's gonna be a split, and that makes me not feel good about it because the presumption is that you know Singletary is the twenties between the twenties guy. Moss is the goal line guy. It's basically going to be like he gets the goal roll, maybe a little more. Everything I've heard from camp, though, is that like Moss is like pushing past Singletary, or like at least pushing even with Singletary. He's been outperforming in camp, is everything I've heard. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I kind of, I was on Singletary last year, but the way this offseason's gone, like for the season, I'm kind of off him. Yeah. I like, was going to keep him in my other league and I switched to someone else. Yeah, like part of me is like maybe stream Zach Moss. Like if, if Buffalo runs, if you think Buffalo runs away with it, maybe Zach Moss is a good play. I stream. Not that the I don't think they'll run away with it. I just think that the Jets' defense, like their strength, is definitely in the run game. So that's I would expect more more damage to be done through the air. Yeah. But I mean, if they do get really ahead, then yes. yeah, I don't feel comfortable recommending any bills. Like I'll put like Diggs as a stream, but. It's gross. But on the Jets side... Um, the only guy I'm going to mention is Herndon. 
<laughs> he makes sense, like because like it's him and Crowder should get peppered with targets, right? And Lev. that's my expectation. Yeah, those two and Bell, I think, gets a fair amount of targets. Yeah, so. I just I just don't know if they. No matter who wins this game, I don't know if enough points are generated to make anyone fantasy relevant, and that's like the gist of this. Yeah, not like a, a banger. Not one of our. Ba- we don't really have any bangers this game, but yeah. there will be some guys that'll be fine. I'll I think say Lev Bell are just fine. I think. Yeah, currently. I'm gonna call like Crowder a PPR stream. Mm-hmm. But if you can avoid this game, do it. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, Buffalo Bills defense, though, is certainly, you know, yeah, a good option. If, yeah, if Buffalo wins, it's probably, you know, because the Jets were held to very few points. Yeah. Um, and then kind of narrative of this is, uh, is this kind of the first straw or the first, you know, whatever, Domino and Gase getting fired or not? It really depends on how the game goes. If it's really bad, like, because there's a decent amount of hype, I think, for the Jets in the offseason, at least more than they probably should be having just because some things are starting to look their way. Mm-hmm. If they're really bad, then he will be, like, immediately on the hot seat. Yeah. Like, three games <laughs> to prove yourself at this point. Because they they shouldn't be getting blown out by the Bills here. Like, they have a decent, they have some decent pieces on the roster. Yeah, there's enough town to place. I'm also like really excited to just watch Mims because he's so I, I think he's so good. So I'm gonna I'm kind of curious how he looks right away and how his catch with Darnold is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on, we've got Philly at Washington. So we're split here as well. I've got Washington pulling the upset. You've got Philly. Um, I guess I have to explain myself since I'm picking Washington. Um, Squashington, sorry. So 43 point over under. Philly's a six-point favorite. I think this D-line is going to cause a lot of problems for this very hurt Philly team. I know their O-line's still good, but I don't know if they've got enough to make up for it, per se. Like, there are going to be enough times where they get beat, and there aren't enough weapons, I think, for once to, you know, make do. And also, is the Philly defense good? Like, I don't think so. I mean, their front is good. They'll put pressure on Haskins because the Redskins line isn't very good. Yeah, I'm like looking through their. Oh, they do. They, oh, they did get Darius Slay. That's right. I forgot about that. They brought him in, and they've got Roby Coleman, who is a, is one of the better slot corners in the league. Because I mean, his his name is Nickel. That's kind of a fitting right. name. So they have a lot of talent on their defense. Their linebacking core is, as usual, not good. Not good. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like. I just, I really just think the Philly offense might like underperform or Washington kind of surprises. So, like, my banger here is going to be McLaurin. Like, I think there's a good chance he balls out. Um, the chance of him housing one, I think, is very high. Yeah. And then I guess, so we had Peterson get cut. Um, so, do you think it, apparently Antonio Gibson's going to be the guy? How do you feel about him this week? That's. He's probably my guy that I'd be putting my. Yeah. Do you call him a? Are you gonna call him a banger, a stream, or are you putting him? Um, a stream. Philly's run D is good. It always has been. Yeah. It's an interesting game. I completely understand taking Washington here, and I I think it's more likely than people are gonna give it credit for, um, because Washington's front is disgusting, and the Eagles' O line is weaker than it has been. Yeah, there's some injuries. Like they may have some cohesion issues, kind of. Yes, um, I think that causes a lot of trouble for Wentz. They're bad in the secondary, but the Eagles have 
no wide receivers. So yeah, they've got Deshaun Jackson healthy right now. That's about it. So like, he maybe he houses one and leads the team to victory. Like Ertz should have a good game just by default of targets. Goddard might also have a streamable, usable game because he is a a healthy option. Like they've got no one. Right. That's part of it. Like I don't know if they have enough weapons right now to like outdo the Washington front. And honestly, like part of it, like um, Del Rio and um, Rivera's coaching too. Like, yeah, I expect that defense to be nasty. So, so I'm I totally like appreciate your Washington pick. I think it is certainly deserved. Yeah, and like because I, like I think they win because of defense. Like I think their defense stream is streamable here, um, like usable, I should say. Um, where's gonna go with this? I forget. There was something else I had to say. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the running backs for Philly. Um, uh huh. So, Miles Sanders is good. Apparently, he's fine and healthy. Um, I don't know how I feel about him this week. It's not a great matchup. Like, I just don't think this is a high-scoring game, like, per se. Not at all. I have this at, like, a 20 to 16. <laughs> yeah, like... Like, 16, just field goals. <laughs> I think Miles Sanders will get enough touches, but I don't know how productive the touches are going to be. Like, I don't think he's going to be terrible, but I don't think he's going to, like, win the week for anyone. He'll probably be fine if he's starting the whole game. Yeah, and like I was looking like at DFS stuff. He's like pretty cheap on Fanduel and stuff. It's like hard to get away from him at like the, a cheap price tag and everything in DFS. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like, people are off him in general. I think right. I have no, I feel like he'll end up being chalky in DFS if people are just like, oh, Washington's bad and like cheap. Miles Sanders, he's the guy. So like that might be like my like chalk fade for DFS. Ah, uh, yeah, like avoid this trap. Yeah, like, as if you got to take, like, a stance, I mean, like, maybe this is the way I differentiate. So. I definitely definitely like Ertz, definitely like McLaurin. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson, I think, is definitely interesting to me. He, uh, there, I think it's more than likely. Yeah, I he, think if, yeah. if he has a good, like, he he having a good game and Philly winning go hand-in-hand hand for me. Like I have to give the edge to Philly just because I think Wentz kind of has that magic factor that very few quarterbacks have where it looks like he's down and he's, that's true. He's somehow now running for 13 yards in a first down. Yeah, although <clears throat> I think Chase Young can chase him down. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. <laughs> Imagine running from Chase Young. Holy shit, that's frightening. Well, yeah, I mean, if Jason Peters is, you know, just like holding him, though. <laughs> also true. How many yeah. holding calls are generated this game? Oh, my God. That is definitely something to bring up in general. I think that you're going to see a lot of flags week one. Oh, yeah, one. a ton of penalties. Slop, just so much sloppy, yeah. sloppy, sloppy play. Like, this game's probably going to be pretty penalty-filled. Like, both both teams have good D-lines. So. Their over-under is 43, right? Yeah, let me double-check. Because, like, I guarantee Peter's going to say, hey, I would rather you hold the shit out of Chase Young than once get hurt. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Because like has it, he's been missing time with like a mysterious lower body injury, right? Wentz has. Wentz. Yeah, he's been like that. they just said like lower body. Hmm, that's not good. Which I said it might just be like not risking anything. I don't know, but oh, apparently sure. apparently they finally called it a groin uh, today. Oh, calling it a groin. He's returned to practice today, so like he's he's really good, but like they're just in a shitty situation right now. I think. I think it's. A- the worst matchup they could possibly have to start the season off. Yeah, like I said, with their injuries, it's yeah, it's not. A, it becomes not a good matchup. So yeah, 
on. I, I think they're going to be – Philly's got a tough schedule this year. It's tough, but I may flip-flop on this. I don't know, but we'll see. Oh, I mean, I like Doug Peterson, too. I like Ron Rivera, so that's fun. Yeah, like I may flip on this, but I think it's a good I, – like, I know you're not a good game. I think it's a close game. I don't think like Philly's going to demolish them or anything. No, like I said, this is like a 20 to 16, 2017, 1917 yeah. kind of game. A gross one. But um, moving on to our last 1 p.m. game, Seattle at Atlanta. I'm picking Atlanta. You're picking Seattle. Um, I don't know about this. This, one. Yeah, I have no clue. Like, this is probably one of the better games of the day, honestly. Super fun. Can't wait to watch um, it. 49. Yes, at 49 point over under, one and a half point spread. Seattle's barely favored. So. Um, the being in the dome in Atlanta is probably what's tilting me towards Atlanta, honestly. Um, I like the Ryan to Julio Ridley connection. Uh, I'm not sure how much Todd Gurley is a factor this game. I don't feel good about him right away. Nope. Just because I think the way to attack Seattle this year is not going to be the run game. Well, that was a real big reason they got Jamal Adams. Yeah, no, like his presence... Makes you feel kind of gross about Todd Gurley. I've watched that man make every tackle to cause a three and out. Yeah, like they've, they've got talented linebackers and they've got uh, Jamal Adams. Like I'm like, I don't feel great about the run game here. Yep. So I'm, so I'm even though last that. year it was, it was last year. This yeah. Year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't know if it'll be terrible, like, but he's not who I'm. Like, I'm focused on the Julio Ridley combo here. Because that's, that's where the familiarity is. Oh, I think Julio is about to moss some people. Oh, gosh. Freaking oh, yeah. Too. Um, Hayden Hurst, I'm putting as a stream for now. Um, I think he should get targets. He should get a lot of targets. But my worry is, one, maybe some Jamal Adams on him. And then, two, it's just it's a brand-new connection. So it's tough right. if you're, like, super gung-ho about it. Um, but on the Seattle side. So you, you have Seattle winning. Who do you like on that side? Well, I, I guess the reason I have Seattle winning is because I just like Lockett and DK here. I like them both. Oh, I like think both. they both have a good game, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't, I don't really see why they shouldn't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, Atlanta drafted all defense, but they drafted. That's, like, the thing. Like, it's their defense is super young. young guys here. Um, there's a lot of talent on the defense. They've got, like, you know – Grady Jarrett, they've got McKinley, they got Fowler, Dion, they brought in Terrell. Mm-hmm. But the secondary is the weaker spot for sure. So I remember liking Isaiah Oliver when he was drafted. Is this his second year? Um, let me see. Dra- drafted 2018. So, but I don't year. think he played his first year. He might not have. But yeah, he, he, 2018 is when he came in. I remember liking him out of college. Mm-hmm. Be, be, be watching his career with great interest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, their defense definitely has some some pieces there. Their problems always just been injuries. Yeah, same with the O line. It's literally been the O line. <laughs> but yeah, I expect this to be a super fun game. I'm talking like 37, 32, something that doesn't even make sense mathematically. <laughs> I mean, this game could easily go over just because there's a lot of offensive talent on each side and. I expect offense to trump defense in this first week, which maybe that should change my Washington back for that reason. But like, I think that makes sense, right? Just because given everything that's going on, like I feel like defensive issues are going to be more prevalent than offensive issues. Maybe. When it's bad, but I think it's the flip for when it's good. Because I think a defense that's really like a unit and cohesive is going to 
dong on an offense that That's true. has good pieces but isn't connected. Yeah, like a Matt Ryan has rapport with Julio and Ridley, and like that's same for you know Russell's Lockett and DK. So, um, right. And how do you feel about Chris Carson this week? Same as you feel about him in fine. general. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, the only he's running fine. back. Like, <laughs> so, pretty much. Yeah, um, pretty. I, I guess Will Disley's there, but I don't really have any interest in him. Yeah. Yeah. No. But not. similar teams like it's a lot of the receiving work concentrated to their top two receivers. So. How likely is it that Greg Olson gets a one oh, catch? Oh, that's for right. He's there. Fucking a. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Greg, <laughs> Greg Olson's gonna get a touchdown for like. He's gonna get one. Two two catches, eleven yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking ready for it. But um, no. Um, Russell Wilson throws one of the fucking best like tight end post routes. Like. Oh, I've it's ever beautiful. Seen. It's like it's I guess like that could be like Greg Olson gets maybe like two for thirty six and touchdown. <laughs> But um, this is a tough one. This is going to be a good game. So, yeah, no, I'm not really confident in either pick. Yeah, I'm taking or I'm, I'm just here for the ride. I expect to be watching a lot of this and a lot of Baltimore and a lot of the Raiders. That's probably what I'm going to be viewing mostly. Oh yeah, but I think this game will be popular for DFS to stack just because it makes a lot of sense. Like we talked about, it's kind of concentrated work, but I'm on board, kind of eating some of that chalk if we're talking DFS. Mm. Um, so moving on to our 4 p.m. games. We've got um, Chargers <laughs> at Cincinnati. We both have the Chargers here. Um, I mean, this it's this, it's a very young Cincy team, working quarterback, first start. Obviously, Joe Burrow's good, but this Chargers defense is also pretty good. I don't think this is where Burrow uh, makes his hay, per se. <laughs> It's a really tough matchup to start against. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's the, it's hard. Yeah. The Durant James being out, about the, yeah, they're, they're defense amazing. Yeah, Durant James being out makes it a little easier, but but marginally, yeah, just marginally, yeah. So uh, we're both taking the Chargers, like I said. Um, let me take the spread and everything. It is. Uh, let me find it. So they're only three and a half point favorites. It's a forty-three over under. Um, I hmm. I don't know which that kind of makes sense because i don't think this is going to be like a high-flying offense or anything <laughs> for the charges that is no not at all but um i like yeah i like eckler i think i like keaton allen too um I, I assume that's where all the passes go i don't know how many passes it'll be but i think that's yeah where i'm, passes I'm trying go. to like run through it in my head yeah because is what is mike williams gonna be there week one I don't think so. You, I'm looking into it. Oh, he's currently a game time decision. They said today. So, mm. but so he'll probably be limited, I guess. What was his injury again? Uh, so he had shoulder. the shoulder. Yeah, I'm trying to think what exactly it was, but the labrum thing too. I'm looking into it. Let me see. Oh, um, AC joint. Mm. Yeah, right. Like game time decision right now. We'll see. I would rest him. Do you need him to win? Probably not. If you can't beat the Bengals without Mike Williams, you should just give up and put Justin Herbert in. <laughs> like, right, right. So, yeah. um, and then on the uh, Bengals side, I like Boyd a lot. Apparently, he and Burrell have had a great connection during camp. Um, they're going to throw the ball a lot. I think a lot of that goes to Boyd, so I'm on board with him. And then, um, obviously, the Chargers defense makes sense against a rookie quarterback in his first start ever, and it's a good defense, so... And the Cincinnati line, 
is um, still not great. <laughs> um, Brand new. Yeah, that's the thing. There's some talent there, but not at all the spots. And like I said, they have very little cohesion. Also, like, I'm trying to think, like, where does... Does Bosa switch sides? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Because I'm like, I'm in general, I'm imagining... Um, so he plays left defensive end, and then... I don't, I don't think he switches much. And then... Okay, so yeah, Bobby Hart is... So... I'm just imagining Bosa versus Bobby Hart right now. Mm. So yeah, that that is gonna be how that matches up. Joey Bosa is gonna be going at Bobby Hart all day. Oof, baboof. <laughs> so <sighs> yeah, that's gonna be like three sacks, right? <laughs> it's gonna be a rude awakening for Burrow. No, yeah. we like Burrow. Yeah, like it's this fun. line is not ready for this Chargers team. So. If it is, oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, if the Chargers lose, they should feel very bad about themselves and just put Herbert in. Oh, they've got Chris Harris Jr. now, too. I forgot about that. So, yeah. They've got Chris Harris and Hayward. So, <laughs> oof. It's tough. Imagine if um, Durham was still healthy. Wow. So, um, moving on. Arizona at San Fran. Oh, you're on board for me here. We're both taking Arizona in the upset. Um, I know, right? So, Super Bowl Hangover is the name of this one. Um, Debo is... I think more unlikely for week one, but there's a there's a possibility now he plays week one. I think Ayuk's gonna play, but they're missing some options. And Arizona is fucking stacked. Um, they're healthy. Um, but DeForest Buckner's gone in on on the San Fran side. That hurts a lot. I think I the Arizona last year played San Fran really close, and did, did they beat them once or? Um, did they? Them. I can't remember if they beat them or if they just played them very close both games. They, oh yeah, it was twenty eight twenty five that game that they that Arizona almost won. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking back through the game logs here. So I remember them really close. Yeah, so they lost. Yeah, so one was twenty six thirty six, but that thirty six went up to that at the very end of the game. Right, and then they lost twenty eight to twenty five two weeks prior. So like they played them tough. Yeah. And the yeah. Niners are missing a lot of offense. The right Niners now. are worse and the Cardinals are better. And so <laughs> like I I think the Cardinals pull this one out. Um I think Kenny Drake should have a solid game. Um I guess I'll put that in here here. Um you know, uh, he's already in Banger School. And DeAndre Hopkins should ball out. I'm ready yeah. for I'm ready for him to just go nuts and people to feel stupid for saying well maybe he's not a top five fantasy option this year like come on i'm so stoked for hopkins yeah and then kittle is literally the only reliable target left right now so he should really ball out um arizona was awful against tight ends last year and even though they brought isaiah simmons in from the draft i don't think he's gonna instantly fix it all like i, I think he should improve it but yeah not against kittle yeah i don't think was against, he's gonna like, stop kittle himself end. yeah <laughs> it, it helps it helps the woes but Kittle is all, yeah, like he's, it's he and Kelsey as the top two tight ends. So, yeah, he's going to get all the targets he can handle. Um, I just think Arizona's got a lot of steam right now. Like, their yeah. their camp is going really well. They're feeling really excited. Um, Kyler's just balling out at practice. And the Niners are kind of like, shit, 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 shit. What do we do? Like, we need receivers help. Tavon Austin's on IR. He, like, they went for to get him, and even he got hurt. 
Because, um, like, they have no Emmanuel Sanders now, too. It's like, I'm curious, like, no. does Arizona, like, just out firepower them, honestly? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, I think um, that, yeah. Because I'm not sure how I feel about, like, you know, Mostert or, or Coleman here. Like, I think they'll get touches and, you know, get some get a touchdown or two between them just because this run game is always effective pretty much. But I don't know one if, like, if they'll have to abandon it at all, kind of thing, or, like, how back and forth it'll be. So... You know, I think Isaiah Simmons adds a lot to the defense. Yeah. I can't, we can't believe that he fell to them. Dude, that's it's so dumb. Um, the over under is forty seven and a half for this game. San Francisco is a seven point favorite. Um, I guess this will be my upset of the week. But there we go. I can see this game kind of going high scoring, but I, I think Arizona is just going to out firepower them, which sounds weird to say, but because like this defense is still talented, like San Francisco is, but for sure, it's very good. So is the Arizona offense. Oh man, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Javon Kinlaw is a enough of a replacement for. Um, oh crap! I just named him earlier. What's his name? Who they lost? Buckner. Buckner yeah, yeah. So, he might be eventually, but he's not right now. He's yeah. not there yet. And then their, their secondary is their weakness, as far as like weaker points in their defense. <laughs> right. Like their front I mean, seven's a lot better than their their back. Uh, I guess four you'd call it. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like, Richard Sherman only plays one side. Yeah. So they just put Hopkins on the other one. <laughs> yeah, and we don't, like, click moves everything around. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe they will decide to do it, but usually they, like, I usually they don't have him shadow. Yeah, so. But so I'm looking forward to this game. I think that'll be a pretty solid game. Um, so, two of these three-leg games are great. Because next up, we have, um, well, I guess before I move on, is there anyone else you're interested in? Like, maybe Christian Kirk or anyone else from San Fran or not really? Um, I can see Kendrick Bourne being a receiver for him. <laughs> oh gosh, I remember like remember last year Kendrick Bourne week that we called. Oh man, yeah, that was so, wild. Yeah, he's kind of one of the only guys available. Yeah, I guess now. we can kind of put him as a stream, but like, not it's not sexy at all. But he should get some yeah. targets probably. So, um, but yeah, so moving on to Tampa, New Orleans. Um, I think this will be a great game. We've talked about this all the offseason, but Tampa's secondary still isn't good. So Correct. I expect Michael Thomas to keep balling. And honestly, I think Sanders will come out of the gate strong, too. He's not someone I think will have any issue getting a rapport with Breeze to start the year. So I think he's going to get very few touchdowns and very many catches. Yes. Sanders <laughs> will be like, it's going to be like Robert Woods was last year. Like, all the catches and yards are like no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So PPR, totally. Mm-hmm. But uh, who, el- who else are you going to do in this game? Um, I'm not really into Evans, even though I like Evans as a whole, like on the year, because mm-hmm. we, I know you've mentioned this, but, uh, Lattimore always just kind of owns Evans. Yeah. He's uh, got, he's done well a couple times against this and that's the, uh, Saints, but yeah, usually Lattimore wins that matchup, especially recently. Uh, yeah, no, definitely on Godwin. Uh, but I, as a whole, I just kind of think Tampa is a really hard game for them to open with. They've got a lot of new pieces. Like, I expect production from their offense. I just think that the Saints have way more team chemistry at this point, and their defense is just way better. Like, it makes sense that they would win. Mm, Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, obviously, Kamara's a good pick this week, as we, as always. And, like, going off Godwin's, or sorry, going off Evans, it's a Godwin week, I'd say. Um, The running backs, though. So we talked about them a little... um, in our last pod, <laughs> I, I wrote may, Rojo might be a stream here because 
as much as we want to like say oh maybe aaron's is full of shit like i don't know if he has like a reason to be full of shit like they just got fournette in like he like he said rojo's gonna get the first crack at it like i don't see a reason that he's like lying there like rojo probably does get the first chance because he's been doing this all off season right it's very risky but like if he's good and it works out then you know it's like you can brag about that for several weeks yeah, the biggest problem and the reason I'm off both of them is that this I think the Saints run defense is super good. Yeah, the matchup and the in the split make it not appealing in that sense, but I mean the Saints defense is just good. Cameron yeah. Jordan, Sheldon Rankins, uh Marcus Davenport, and then they've got DeMario Davis and Alex Anzalone and like then that's not even their secondary. So, like they have a good defense and it's really good against the run. Yeah, I I said I think the Saints team will come out and win. I think we're both on the same page there. Um, so this is a like kind of daily fantasy tournament option, but I think New Orleans defense is worth considering here as a pick that no one will go for because it's camp <laughs> offense. But like we've said, there is a I think the chance that Tampa struggles against New Orleans week one is greater than like the ownership percentage that the New Orleans, New Orleans defense has. Mm. It's not a bet I would make, but like I can see the case you make for it. Yeah, it's one of these like, no so, like that. Yeah, it's a thing where if you are like a hundred fifty lineup person, like I would run a couple out of New Orleans defense just to get that leverage point. Because mm-hmm. so many people are gonna have a boner for this, like the Tampa offense to start. So. Oh my God! Yeah. Because like <laughs> I said, like, the chemistry may not be there yet, but. I think it's. I think. I think it'll still be a good game, but there there is a non-zero chance the Bucks just really struggle, which I would love to see. <laughs> um, so I think, I think it, it has production. It's just not. It's just not there yet. It's mm-hmm. not like, yeah. Give it a few weeks. Yeah. So uh, next up, we've got a Sunday night game. We've got uh, Dallas technically at the Rams. I've got Dallas. You got the Rams. Although I really did put a question mark to start. I'm not sure who's going to win this game. Um. The, let's see, let's look at Vegas has on it. It is a 52-point over-under, and Dallas is a three-point favorite. This is second-highest total of the week, uh, just mm-hmm. after the Houston-Kansas City game. So, I think this will be yeah. a good game. Um, Zeke, of course, is a banger. Um, although, of the receiving options, I'm on Gallup this week. Um, hmm. I love Lamb, of course, but he's a rookie, first game. Um, right. Zeke's going to have to deal... Sorry, Zeke. Cooper's going to have to deal with Ramsey. And so... Um, I think Gallup makes a lot of sense as the guy with the better one-on-one matchup who Dak has chemistry with. So, yeah, I I kind of like the Gallup call too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a tough game to call. I really can see it going either way. Um, I think Dallas's offense is like just super stacked. Yeah, super dude. Good. This team. I, I guess like where Dallas loses the game for me is I don't think Goff struggles that much in the passing game their corners aren't great for dallas and the rams o-line is at the moment still fine um on the flip side one very important thing i'm looking for is like how much travis frederick's retirement affects the cowboys offensive line Mm -hmm. especially again week one aaron donald right up the middle there uh i think donald's gonna gonna give Dak a lot of trouble like he still has two good guards on either side of that center that's fair but we are also talking about Aaron Donald yes <laughs> who is that good and if one of those two pieces isn't good that might just be all he needs mm-hmm. 
to flush deck out, you know. Um, so I can see at home, like at home in quotes, yeah, you know, the ramp, right, <laughs> kicking off on the right foot, and maybe Dallas, like, it's just not consistent yet, like dynamic, but just not consistent. Yeah, I can see. That. I I think this will be a good game for sure. They've played each other, I think, the past three years, like really? this year, last so- year, and the year before. Trying to build a, uh, a rivalry there. Yeah, the the Dak Goff rivalry. <laughs> Honestly, like they're both young and should be in the league for a while. I'm, I'm looking forward to those matchups. But um, on the Rams side, are you for Cup or Woods? Do you like both? I like Woods. Yeah, me, me too. I think he. So here's the thing. Like like I mentioned previously, I don't know how the Rams are going to deploy their offense to start. If they're going to go two tight end or if they're going to go three receiver more. Um, but Woods is safe regardless, whereas Cup isn't really as safe if they go too tight end more often. Um, and that's also why I'm not like really into Higby or Everett, just because I don't know, like I said, how the offense is going to deploy right away. Um, so I, th- I thought I like Woods better for sure. I, he's the safer option, and they both I think they both have the same ceiling usually. Woods got some bad touchdown luck uh, last year too. So, but um, on the streaming side, so I got I mean obviously I think I think Dak counts as a stud here. Or a banger, maybe. He's got so many weapons. Um, he just has so many weapons, it's hard. Yeah, to... <laughs> yeah not like him. But um, So there's apparently been some rumble that Malcolm Brown might start. Now, I don't know how much that matters as far as, like, is it the, you know, uh, Shanahan honorary game start where you get, like, a series or a carry, then you're not the starter, or if he's actually getting the majority of the carries or anything, or what it is. Mm. But um, he's, like, quote-unquote, expected to start the season as a starter. Although I don't, I don't know how much... That's just recorded to one Sports Illustrated reporter. I don't know how much validity that has or how accurate that'll be, but it's apparently a chance. So I keep an eye on that to see who starts. Um, and also McVeigh has kind of over the offseason topped up the running back by committee thing all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I don't, I have no clue if Daryl Henderson's going to be ready for week one or not. I don't think it's looking great for him to come back week one because he's had a hammy issue all offseason. So I don't expect it to be heavily involved. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely on the Acres train. Yeah, like Brown and Acres both make for fine streams. I think just because I'm gonna say stream just because I don't know how the work will be split up. But if like I don't, I'm not against saying going all in on Acres just because of the capital, the draft capital, and the talent, and everything. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Oh. What's that? Zoomies out there. Zoomies. Cam Acres. <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm. I'm not down on the either running back, but I'm not like hyped on either. So, are you are you hyped on Cam Akers then? I think for the season that he has, yeah, not necessarily this week in particular, like week one, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's only yeah. Like, a couple rookies I feel good about week one. We also mentioned some of the Raiders ones, and there's a uh, one we get to in the Monday night game. Uh, so I guess we go ahead and move on to onto Monday now. Um, first one is Pittsburgh. Uh, against the Giants, we both have Pittsburgh here. I know early on, I was talking, like, I could see Pittsburgh losing this, but then I'm like, I look into it, yeah, I guess because, like, oh, it'd be such a Pittsburgh thing to do. But looking right. into it, I'm like, there's no way Pittsburgh loses this. Like, I mean, it is, there is a way, man. Like, you said it. There's totally a scenario where Pittsburgh just looks like nothing like the Steelers should, you know? They have one or two of those games every year. Every like, year. This could be it, but, like, they shouldn't lose this game. No, I mean... So, the- yeah. A total mismatch, especially defensively. Like sometimes Roethlisberger just has those games, but the defense is so good, it's hard to imagine them losing this one. Yeah, like I know there's like the road bend issues, but I think Monday night shouldn't be 
a problem per se. Um, because it's more so, I think it's more so been like the early road games that have been the issues for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a staple, I don't know. So, um, yeah, <laughs> bangers. We got Ben and Juju. I agree. I think Juju should ball out. I know there's been some people like being kind of skeptical again lately as far as like, oh, like why wasn't he good? Why was Deontay Johnson good last year? Kind of thing, even with like the quarterback situation, but. I think the injury factor played a lot into it with Juju as well. So, yeah, no, I'm expecting a complete resurgence for Juju. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm obviously on board. I've kind of been gung ho on him all offseason. I don't see a reason <laughs> to not be gung ho against the Giants on it. Um, yeah. So, that being said, uh, Pittsburgh defense is absurd. Um, so I don't feel great about any Giants really. So actually, in Non like if you're not in full PPR, I'm actually calling Saquon a mash here. Um, it's hard to say Saquon won't do anything, but this is a terrible matchup, and I think the Giants have a very good chance of getting rocked, and that's not really good for your starting running back. Um, there's a chance like he gets a ton of receptions catching up, because that's why I sure. say if he's in PPR, he's okay. But this could easily be a he gets 70 total yards, and that's it. Ugh. Like, I mean, yeah, I kind of get what you're coming from. I just think he's got a safe enough floor generally, but he did have, I think, a game last year where he had, like, nothing. Yeah, he had some of those games just because, like, I, th- I think this defense is just going to totally overwhelm, overmatch this line, this quarterback. Like, like if I remember correctly, the Jets shut him down. Uh, Saquon? Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll check out on it. But, yeah, I think Danny Dives is going to struggle a lot against this defense. So, I I, I, I I have to call him Danny Dives. It just feels wrong. Um, yeah, the although no, yeah, he right, yeah, thirteen rushes for a yard, and then he had like five catches for thirty yards. Like Saquon did have a couple of dud games last year. Yeah, no, that was dreadful. They didn't. So, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's the Giants. They're not going to be super consistent all the time. <laughs> So. Yeah, outside of um, Juju for the Steelers side, I also like Ebron. I like Eric mm-hmm. Ebron. I think he's going to have a good year. I don't think he'll be good next year with the Steelers, but I think he'll be good this year. <laughs> That's a classic Ebron. Yes, <laughs> right. He's doing that. I, week one is risky. I don't know. I don't know if I would personally go there. Week one. Oh, I, yeah. I would be more inclined to like try Deontay Johnson just because I I know he's getting snaps, looks, targets probably. So. If, if you've got big balls, like Ebron <laughs> is a play, uh, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't feel great about like it. Tight end. Yeah, I mean, who, what tight ends has he made good? Like, who who, who did he have a little while back? Who, Heath Miller? Heath Miller. Yeah. For a long time. See, I, Ebron. If Ebron has a good year, it's on the back of touchdowns, I, I presume. Yes. Totally. All the touchdowns. 550 yard 10 touchdown season is a total Ebron thing to do but um yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm more into Deontay than Ebron but I, I get the potential Ebron love um on the um Giants side I kind of am into Slayton the one thing Pittsburgh can do on defense is uh fuck up an assignment and let a big play go through mm. that's kind of like even though their defense is so good that they uh, Pittsburgh has been eternally prone to that so that's part of why I think Slate would be my pick. And also, if they're playing from behind, he's going to be chucking some, and that makes more room for Slate and Bombs. And they had a great connection last year. I think he's pretty good and underrated. So 
Yeah, I don't know who I, the the Giants receiving core. For the most just part, like, I want no one though. Like it just like gives me so much anxiety. I don't know. Because <laughs> like, I don't know who I like. I don't feel great about like Evan Ingram or Gold Tater. I'm like or Sterling Shepard. Like I don't feel great about the Giants at all this week. So like ideally you play none of them. See, it's it's a 48 point over under because we're pays for fair by five and a half. But I don't I don't see the Giants getting much going personally. Yeah, <laughs> but um, also Pittsburgh defense, I think makes a fine play this week as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, so last game of the week, we have Tennessee at Denver. Uh, one of the big things is that Tennessee acquired Jadavion Clowney recently. So oh yeah, that's rich scary. Richer, right? Yeah, um, and then for Denver, it's looking like KJ Hamler probably won't be in week one. I'm looking into it more right now, but. Mm-hmm. He's had, the, I think, the hammy issue all off season. Um, yeah, he's a couple weeks to a month of the hamstring injury. I can't remember when that came up. Yeah, well, you gotta get those healthy, otherwise they just linger. Yeah, so especially for someone like him who is a is he's a speed guy through and through. So right. But um, that <laughs> so it's gonna be pretty much Judy and Sutton, and I guess fan. I don't expect Alberto to do much right away. Um, I guess I'll start on this side of the ball. So we both have Tennessee winning, by the way. Um, right. The current over-under is 41. Right now it's a pick It moved from Denver favor to pick but I feel like this is like an easy Tennessee pick here. I don't know. Yeah, that's easy, kind of like confusing to me. But that's something I would, I would bet on that. I would bet Tennessee there. Um, I think I think they're the better team. I mean, I can check like how much you know turnover they do or don't have roster-wise. I think they get a lot of the roster back. I think across the board, they're a better roster. Yeah. Like, let me figure this out. Secondary is better. Pass rush is good, but not better, but it's good. Denver yeah. still has a good pass rush. Yeah, they're 15 in the league in snaps returning. They're getting, they bring back uh, 10 offensive starters, 9 defensive starters. Um, they they have enough consistency from last year to this year. I think the philosophy game plan, I think, would be the same. Um, is, Denver, is Denver changing coordinators, or are they the same one? I'm trying to remember. I have no idea. Like, I, th- I thought. Let's see, Pat Shermer is their OC. Who was it last year? I'm looking at this right now. Yeah, no, I have no clue. So last year it was. Oh, it was Rich Scangarello. Rich Scangarello. So different offensive coordinators here. That's why I thought, okay. So they are changing OC. Which. I mean. He's been okay as an OC. Yeah, he's been a good bad coordinator. Do what? Yeah, he's a bad head coach. <laughs> uh-huh. My worry, though, is like new offensive system in a shortened offseason with a young quarterback, young offense in general. We, I don't think week one's going to be the time for them to thrive, per se. I would say it's much more likely Tennessee wins. Yeah. Um, definitely on that. Yeah, the one Bronco I do have some interest in, I put him as a stream here, is actually Jerry Judy, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of what I thought too. I'm not really sure why. It's yeah, kind of makes sense. To me. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have enough time to get the ball to court and Sutton. Well, so like, okay, the Denver line isn't very good. I'm like, I'm checking like in this right now, but like they're their O line is okay. Graham Glasgow is good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They do have Glasgow. Um, they don't have a ton of cohesion with like him there. I guess I'm looking through like. Their offensive line is just like, oh, eh. like there's nothing inspiring about it. Like I think the Tennessee front seven is going to vastly overwhelm their offensive line. 
Their uh, their center's a rookie. Oh, that's always a, a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, you look at the um, Tennessee defense, and it's a lot. It's pretty strong. Like they they were a good defense last year, so I think it gives Denver issues because I, I don't know. <laughs> we we know I'm like I have questions on Drew Locke, but um, I don't think right. this is like the game for him and Sutton to get going. It's more of a he's gonna need a good route runner who gets open quickly and that's judy because i don't know mm-hmm. that means there's be a lot of times where he doesn't have a ton of time to throw so judy's kind of my thought there i think i don't think the run game gets going this week against tennessee i think tennessee's going to do a good job kind of stuffing them yeah no I, I, tennessee's defense to me i think is a pretty good play yeah like i yeah I, I agree like i don't know i just don't feel good about denver this weekend this year i guess but yeah it's i mean they have like like they have things they have von miller they have bradley chubb they have drill casey they have aj bouye you're like i have things they just don't have all the things yeah but um <laughs> and I, tennessee got like matches up well no yeah them. tennessee matches up really well against a team that wants to run a lot yeah so um how, yeah so who do you like on the tennessee side hmm i would say that I like the passing game more than the run game at the beginning. Like that, I, I would say Denver's strength is their run defense. Like on defense, like their strength would be against the run. Mm-hmm. So I'd expect it to be hard for Henry to get going at the beginning. But I think once uh, Tannehill starts, you know, hitting AJ Brown, they start scoring some points. Then things kind of fall apart and Henry I think will have a really strong sort of second half to the game where like the first half you're questioning why you drafted him like third overall in fantasy and then the second half you're like oh yeah that, that's why <laughs> yeah the classic Derrick Henry fourth quarter not so time 80 yard touchdown yeah. run where he like manhandles somebody yeah. she's so fun to watch but um yeah I think AJ Brown makes a lot of sense this week um and then Jonu Smith actually Seems like it's solid. Denver has historically kind of struggled against the tight end, and especially against his defense. I think he matches up well against them. So yeah, I like there. And I think if we like AJ Brown and Jonu, we kind of have to like Tanny's a streamer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's a fine stream option. I mean, he was good when he's playing. He just has to stay healthy. You always yeah. take that gamble, but uh-huh. yeah, this is gonna be. A grosser game, like a 41 over-under sounds about right for these two teams, I'd say. Yeah, I'm not super excited about this one. But yeah, this is one of the games where, like, I'm kind of mostly going to avoid on fantasy-wise. Like, Dallas and the Rams, um, as, like, Seattle, Atlanta, those are two, like, my favorite games, probably. Honestly, like, Vegas and Carolina, honestly, is also a nice fantasy game. And, of course, <laughs> there is a net one. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's... It's the first game, and I'm so excited for it. Yeah, but, like, so week one, so much shit can happen. Like, we can find out we're wrong, or so wrong about so many things. Oh, yeah. That's the risk you take, right? Yeah, but hopefully, I'm sure some shit's going to change between now and, you know, game time. Maybe we can come in with an emergency pod. I don't know. Right. Or one of us can, like, record something real quick, pop it up. Devontae gets signed, or someone gets COVID, or... Yeah, yes, keep keep an eye out on all the news. Um everyone's I think there's gonna be game day tests. I think it's gonna be early enough that you'll know like you're you're not gonna get like screwed a two minutes before lock or anything. Like How did they test that quickly? But I think I think they're gonna give rapid test and then probably I mean like the day before do the 
slow tests. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm not sure what the exact protocol is going to be on it, but they like you. They're going to be able to call. Well, one of the new things is you can call practice squad players up on game day. That's allowed. So, right. Oh, did you see that Josh McCown is now the Eagles emergency mm-hmm. quarterback? Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, man, the Frankenstein jersey. We need that in Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and I'll, McCown, dude. I'll have to order some like knockoff jerseys for them and like stitch some together, make us some Frankenstein's. Mm, I love it. So many NFL teams. <laughs> now, would we want one of each or do both together? <laughs> McPatrick. <laughs> right. Fitzcown. Mm, I think McPatrick is best. Yeah, I like, right? I like McPatrick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, enough rambling. Uh, has, that's how we always end our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And we will uh, be back with you to, I guess, recap week one next week. Mm, so excited. Yep. I cannot wait. See you all.